Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. And I'm exhausting. I, I just, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Thursday night. It's late Thursday night. Thank you so much, as usual, for being so accommodating. Well, I mean, we were, I was the one that messed up our recording in the mornings thing, so. Oh, dude. I mean, we just adapt, right? Mm-hmm. And we get it done. Um, so it's, it's not an, inc- what I, my point is, it's not an inconvenience. For and, sure. Like, and I, I'm like happy, I said, I needed it today. And I'm happy to be here, so. Um, how are you? I'm good. Today's good. good. Yeah, today's good. You tried to go on a hike? Yeah, what a mistake that was. But did you I mean, hike it was still or cool. Did you just like I get mean, out like, there? I mean, I got like my mistake was is I tried doing like a hike that is really really hard very quickly. Oh yeah. So I was sweating really bad. Mm-hmm. While and like, and you can't like take. I mean, I guess I could just go down to literally just a t-shirt because I'm more, I guess if I'm, I wouldn't be wet from sweat or I'm going to be wet from the rain. And it was dumping today. Dumping. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in the gorge, which mm-hmm. it was even worse in the gorge mm. than I think it was in town. Yeah. It just was like, there was like just a na- like a nasty rain cloud. Just Did you take the dogs? Yeah. Were they just drenched? Mm-hmm. <laughs> instantly. Like yeah. instantly oh, yeah. drenched. I'm sure. Like my Columbia jacket. I was soaking through mm-hmm. like it was just uh, it was gross. Like but, I made but, it I made it about an I made it about a mile and a half. And then I just me and Kylie were just like, nah, dude, this is awful. But isn't it nice to like come home after being that soaked and like dry off, get cozy and feel better? Yeah, except we had to turn around and basically go right to <gasps> a family dinner. You didn't go home first? No, we did. Oh, but for okay. like a little but bit like no time. lounge time. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I got an, oh, I got in a couple solo matches. Oh, that's um, lounging. You lounged. All right. I lounged. <laughs> a little. Um, well, good, dude. I'm glad you're getting outside on your your holiday. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there who served. You know, I got friends that I always I always text and I always, you know. I don't know. It's just one of those things like I always question people's like being genuine, mm-hmm. but that's just me being a cynic, right? Like yeah. I, I I don't know. Well, like, well, friend, well, this well friend of the sh- friend of the show Dimitri. Mm. You know, oh, big D. Yeah. I mean, happy Veterans Day. I mean, is he serving for his own self-interest? <laughs> I mean, everybody signs up. You know what's funny, though? For different I, reasons. I either always, way, they do sign up. I always just trash my vet friends, though. Hmm. I always. Because, honestly, like, I do, you know, obviously thank them for their service. And what they've done is insane. And I'm too much of a pussy to do it. I'll do it on Call of Duty, but that's it, dude. I can respawn. Um, <laughs> but these guys, you know. I just, I love, I just love ripping on them. I don't know. Vets just have such dark, most vets that I know, I just have a dark sense of humor that I can like, I can push it with them and they're just like, they get the joke. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Jeff, like we're all in this group chat, guys of us that grew up, guys that grew up for uh, together forever and Jeff's a vet and like Chris just announced that he's having a baby and like, it's just, we're all just, you know, talking back and forth and Jeff just said something and I just said, Jeff, fuck you. And he's like, wow, dude. I mean, I still love you, and I'm just like, yeah, I love you too. But like, <laughs> like he got it. You know yeah. what I mean? He knew. He sees right through my bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just. Uh, and then Dimitri, dude, I honestly forgot he was a veteran. <laughs> I was like, I saw his Even wife. Even though he's still active. Yeah, yeah, and he's like recruiting and stuff. I saw his wife was like, you know, Happy Veterans Day to everyone, and and my husband who still serves every day. And I'm like, oh yeah. 
So yeah, shout out to the vets though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the worst like so like at celebrating these people, but I mean, dude, I felt bad for the people. The Veterans Day parade today in Vancouver. Was there one? I mean, is there I, always one? Well, they may not have had one because of COVID. Oh, but they usually. Oh, I guess I didn't even think that they may have not even had one, but they usually have a Veterans Day parade okay. that goes down Officers Row. Oh, um, that's rad. It starts at like Crosley Lanes. Yes, and then goes all the way. All the way to the end? All the way to the end of, like, where okay. Officer's Row, where the roundabout yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, I marched in that um, my freshman year for marching. My freshman and sophomore year for marching band, Hudson's Bay, uh, did it. That's tight. It was, and it was pouring. Was it raining? It was pouring. How do you pouring. play a saxophone in the rain, dude? It's, it's, I mean, it's difficult. You just it's do difficult. it for the vets, bro. You just got to do it. That's powering through right there. <laughs> Well, good, dude. Yeah, I mean, you got a day off. That's good. That's nice. That's chill. Did get a day off. Good. I'm working nights. That's yeah. why we're here. I won't get into all that, but they're something's trying. They're trying to break me. There's something out here testing me, and like it's it's so like I don't want to be that guy who's just in a shitty mood. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But at work, like people are like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I'm like. What do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just like, I'm at that point, dude. I'm just over it. Mm -hmm. But my time will come. Yeah. My time will come. Um, Before we get into some other things, I really debated talking about this stuff on here. Um, But who better to talk about it with than you? I'm here. I mean, that's why you're here, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said, should we do it? And I'm like, I need it. Um. So, another student at Cheyenne School showed her a dick pic. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who does uh, Uncle Jake got to go uh, kick uh, in the dick? Dude, I'm just like, the fuck is... Go- She's in sixth grade? Yes. And, she, and that's why I hate that this middle school, like, up here in Washington does sixth, seventh, and eighth. Because you have some... I mean, granted, this kid is her age, mm-hmm. but the influence of the older, older oh, yeah. kids is naturally mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I experienced that when I was in sixth grade. I didn't get a dick pic in sixth grade. I mean, what that would have to take, <laughs> like, going to the Walgreens and printing and being like, True, Here, right? Yeah, there weren't cell phones back then. Fair enough. But, I mean, there were, like, seventh, eighth graders were significantly more mature than sixth graders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And And so my sixth grade was still in elementary school, and I think it still should be. I mean, for any other schools, right? Mm-hmm. The transition is not that shocking for a two-year period of seventh and eighth grade. Granted, this is coming from a student who didn't graduate high school, so maybe it was exactly what blew, you know, screwed mm-hmm. me over. But I mean, there's a lot of real shit going on in my life at that time. But regardless, so she comes home and she's like, "Mom, I saw a dick pic today," and she's like, like head down, like, and Jen goes, "What?" She's like, yeah, this kid, like, he was just like, hey, look. And then, like, I looked, and it was just, he was holding his phone out, and it was a picture of a penis. And Jen just goes, you kids are so stupid. (laughs) Like, so they, like, they had, like, a real conversation about it, right? And Jen tells me, I'm like, you need to call the school. Well, luckily, these kids, like, it wasn't just her. I guess there was like a snap that he sent out to a bunch of kids and Wait, he has Snapchat? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. How are parents letting their kids have Snapchat? I don't know. Nothing good happens on Snapchat. No. It's a terrible app. And they're, like, texting each other, and he texts it to people, and all of these kids, like, wait. Was it his? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, a, a child pee Well, I know that, but it's just, like. I don't know if the, is there a difference if he's just got some like picture I mean, of like a look, wang he found on the internet and he's just sending it out. That's what I'm doing. Not only in sixth grade, but as a 35 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> or is this one he like snapped himself? That's like, what I don't know, dude. Is there any? I guess maybe is there a sort of legality issue oh, between the yeah. two? Oh, fuck between yeah. the between the two. Oh yeah. Is there? Because that was like, why I was asking. They called and it was, so Jen, I was like, you need to call the school. Well, they called her. And they're like, hey, not really sure if you heard what happened today. And Jen's like, oh, interesting. We were just talking about that. And basically, they were like, we can't say who the student is. And Jen was like, well, we know. But I mean, it's, it's far mm-hmm. more. It's way more than that, dude. So apparently this kid has like regularly been telling Cheyenne that he's going to fucking kill her. <laughs> he just dropped that. <laughs> I mean, that was actually an accident. But the... um. What? Yes. And then and then she's like, hey, guys, like, oh, yeah, by the way, he tells me all the time he's going to kill me. So sometimes I have nightmares at night when, about, like, him coming in the house and all the shit. And I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like, there's so much here already. <sighs> okay. And so we, like, we're, we're addressing it, right? This kid's in deep shit, by the way. His parents were pissed. But... I would hope so, but it's kind of on them for allowing him to have Snapchat as a sixth grader. I can't tell you how many times. So Cheyenne does have a phone, but she doesn't ever have it with her. And it's fucking, it is like one of those like programmed parental phones. It's a a cricket wireless. Oh, dude, we track the shit out of it. It's got GPS. We know everything, dude. We're not dumb. There's no apps on it. Nothing. Is it an iPhone? No, it's called like a Gab or something. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a... off the market, the, like like the jitterbug thing, yes, where it's got like yes, the, the yes. mil- million, like the huge, gigantic buttons. Yes. On it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And she doesn't want to flash that thing around. People are like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> Although iPhone, like now, smartphones are going back to the flip. I know. Have you I seen know, that? I saw that. Oh. So, dude, I can't tell you how many times like Jen will be like, "Hey, um, could you guys let Cheyenne know that um, I'm going to pick her up at three o'clock by the flagpole?" Mm-hmm. And the office will be like, "Oh, did she not answer her phone?" And Jen's like, she doesn't have a phone. But that's always like the immediate reaction. And I'm thinking these people in the office are like, this broke bitch can't even afford a phone for a child. But I mean, like, that's always the response. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, can't you just call her phone? And it's like, Cheyenne takes her phone when she we know she's going to stay after school for an activity or she's going to, you know, do anything yeah. of the sorts. Mm-hmm. Not every day. She doesn't need it every day. Mm-hmm. Plus, if there's something you need, go to the fucking office. Be resourceful. Yeah. So. Sixth graders shouldn't need a phone at school. Right. She only need, like, if she goes and stays the night somewhere, we'd let her take it. Yeah. She goes to Uncle Clay, she takes it. Um, but generally, she doesn't have it. So they were like, well, if it's on her phone, we delete it. And Jen's like, it ain't on her phone. Like, trust me. She, like, and that's another thing is we regulate who she gives the number out to, like, which is hardly anybody mm-hmm. because of shit like this. Yeah. So. So then the other day she comes home and she, this is just, this is, uh, I'm stacking it all on top to get to where I'm at right now. Okay. So we got a little pee pee. We got, I'm going to kill you. And then dude. So she's reading this book 
and the teacher comes by and he goes, did you find a book to read? Yeah, yeah, I found this one about this 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 kid struggling and like trying to persevere and 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 fight through it all and and all this stuff and trauma and the teacher's like that sounds like a good book. Cool. Moves on. So I don't even know how this gets brought up, but Shy brings it up to Jen and she's telling her about this book and she's like, "Yeah, there were some things in it though I was really confused about." And then she's like, "Okay, well like what?" Well, like it said something like so then he just jammed his fingers inside of me and just violently penetrated me just to look for a reaction. And Jen's like, whoa, 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 what? Where, where are you reading this? Oh, I was on the school library's website. And I'm, <laughs> Jen calls me and tells me all this. And I'm like, you need to call the fucking school right now and ask who the fuck is regulating this shit. So... She calls the teacher and she's like, how does this happen? And she's like, she asked Shai, what is the book called? And it's this poetry book by this, this, this poet. And Jenna, Jenna's heard about the poet and it's some graphic poetry about sexual trauma. And they're like, there, she's like reading this and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? So the teacher's like, yeah, like that. So essentially there's a portal that takes you to the Fort Vancouver Regional Library. Oh. And so. I mean, it's just, what are the odds that she Oh, I'll tell you the odds. I'll tell you the odds. So Jen's talking to her and is like, okay, so like, how do we get here? How do we get to this book? It's like called like Milk and Honey or something. Oh, yeah. And it's got a hand on the cover of it covered in honey very sexual and we're like she's like how do we get here dude and she's like well it's i a mean bad metaphor um well i mean this this girl that I, I i know at school she's you know she knows i was in foster care and stuff and she like um you know she she's just like hey i can relate to you on some things here's a book you should check out who said that her fucking classmate a classmate yes <laughs> dude these kids are fucking and so she's like, you should, you should look up this book title and tells her the title of it. That's how she got there. So this is, this is within four days, four days, a few months ago with that same kid who suggested that light reading, um, they were she was like hanging out with her all the time and they were out on the they were on their lunches they would go and they'd hang out on the um on the uh, bleachers outside by the track and shy would come home and be like yeah there's all this drama all the time on lunch and like all these kids are like always like saying inappropriate things and we're just like dude why are you hanging out there then like those are not the places you need to be like go somewhere else well, one day she's out there and she gets knocked on her ass because two kids are fighting. Knock her down. She hits her head and has to come home. Well, she was with that same kid who suggested that book. Because from that moment on, I said, yo, maybe this place and this person aren't people you need to be around. I get it. It happened. But next time, if you are, if something happens to you and you're in that same spot with that same person, you're not getting sympathy from me, dude. Those are your natural consequences because you knew better. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are with the same kiddo who's now telling her to read these books. 
And I said, look, and you know, Jen, Jen's handling most of this. She's killing it. Like we're talking about how to handle this, but it's mostly Jen this week. Cause I'm at, I'm a knight. Mm-hmm. And Jen's just oh, like, yeah, what, what a freaking uh, week to have this happen. Right. So she's just like, Hey dude, like you obviously didn't know any better. You're, a classmate is suggesting a book to you. You go and read it. She didn't really, she didn't really understand even what she was reading. Right. So we're like, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this. But if you are reading or doing another thing that this student tells you to do, there will be consequences because clearly they're not doing it with good intentions mm-hmm. or, or even if they are not understanding kind of the level of like in a, inappropriateness or, or in a mm-hmm. being inappropriate, right? So, <laughs> uh, we are 100% looking at switching her to homeschool. Really? Oh, yeah. Or, or, or a hybrid model. Jake, it's been four fucking days. A kid called her a loser, told her he was going to kill her, fucking showed her a pee-pee, and now she's reading fucking porn books, dude. <laughs> I'm not questioning. I know. I'm not questioning I'm, it. I'm just like, I don't know what to do, dude. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I know. I mean, you can't. You send your kid off to that building, and you you're putting your trust into other adults to look out for your kids. I know. Interest. The thing is, dude, is like when she was in Texas, she really struggled in school. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But now that she's settled, she's got all A's and one B. She's killing it, killing it, and we're working very much on like. Hey, I'm not happy with where I am. Like she does this to her teachers. Hey, I'm not happy with where my grades are. What do I need to do to get it better? And that's something that we, her and I have talked about and we've worked on that. Mm -hmm. And she's taken her grades from a C to an A. Like she's working on it. So that's what uh, that bums me out is because academically she's there. Like she's, she's wanting to learn. She's Mm -hmm. willing to learn. She's in a place where she is learning and we're seeing the results of that. But then she's exposed to this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like, and and I've told you off air other things that have happened mm-hmm. with kids saying other things and then blaming it on her and all those other things I've talked about in the yeah. past. So it's like, as a parent, it's, it's just difficult trying to weigh the solution here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't. I, I know what you mean, but I can't. I mean, I can't. Like I haven't experienced I any know. of that, so I I'm like, I, I'm just venting, I just, really. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I know, but I, it's just, oh my god, yeah. Like, and I know Jesus. that there's, I know that there's people who listen who might have insight, and that's why I'm also putting mm-hmm. this out there. It's a cry for help, dude. Yeah, gosh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm trying to think how much. I think that it wasn't really. In, I mean, it was like middle school, like the first time I heard kids like talking about sex and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Um, but shit, that wasn't until I was like, because like at my middle school, I don't know how it is at shy school or how it is since I've left. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've been in middle school. Right. The sixth graders were in the base, like Discovery Middle School was three floors mm-hmm. and the sixth graders stayed in the basement <laughs> Okay, and you like. They had, floor. they had very little intermixing with oh. the seventh and eighth graders. We had our separate lunch. We had sep- basically everything was separate. Right. It wasn't until you got into seventh grade that there was a mixture of seventh and eighth okay. graders. Um, <clears throat> well, and I don't think much of this is the older kids. It's kids her age. Yeah, but if they're 
where are they getting it? Where does where does this kid come up with like where does she even come across this milk and honey book? Dude, it's all like social media or exposure outs it's exposures I think it's exposures outside of school that then they bring then bring into school. I guess. I mean they're literally like like one dude one kid is like like pretending to like fillet a spoon. While the other kids are like giggling, <laughs> and sweet, sweet, sweet little girl is like, "The fuck are you guys laughing at?" <laughs> like she did not get why it was funny, and they're like, "Go ask your parents." So then she comes home and she's like, "What the hell does that mean?" They're like, "I don't know, maybe like eating poop or something." Like I'm trying to go as juvenile mm-hmm. as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my god. But it's like I'm combating, like just. Like, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know if it's a control thing, but it's like, there's, there's a history of just like, not even a history. There's a, there's statistics working against her. Right. And just because of her background and, Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. So it's like, we're already trying to, to change and show that like, change your mindset as you are. Like, think differently. You can be successful. You can do great things. And then other kids are like, look at my dick. And it's like, the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're just, you're undermining everything I'm trying to do over here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have a solution. But that, I mean, we're looking at options, honestly. I mean, because it's just like, you know, we told her, we're like, listen, dude. We, we're looking into maybe a hybrid model. We're looking to maybe homeschool. We're looking at maybe, maybe like a Christian school or something. And she's like. You know, she's pissed because she's moved so many schools so many times in her life. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it. And I can't even imagine that, right? And I get it. But I told her, I was like, look, if you can't control the people that you're choosing to be around, I will. <laughs> and it's like, it's might might be a little more, you know, it might be over the top. I don't know. But it's just like, you know, we told her, like, you, you have to choose better circles. Yeah. You have to. You have to. And if you can't, we'll choose the circles for you. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like, she's been she's been crushing it. Like, as far as, like, academics and as far as, like, just really processing through emotions and talking through things with us. She's been fucking awesome. But it's just, like, this shit is not shit a sixth grader should be dealing with. No. That's my biggest, my biggest... Especially on a dick pics. Yeah, uh, dude, that, really? That kills me. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't... God, the, the onus of that is on the parent. Right. Well, Jen's like, quit quit sad. Stop saying dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> I... Snapchat? I mean, they got all that shit. These kids are... And they're Snap- all over fucking TikTok. Snapchat? And she's, like, saying things, like, like doing stupid faces. Like, I'll send you a TikTok that I... She, like, kept came home and was, like, doing this dumb oh, I face. Oh, I know what it is. You do? Yeah. How do you know? Huh? How do you know? Because that stuff pops up on, like, Insta... Like, okay. On, like, so Instagram. She's like, mm, doing that face. I'm like, what the... You're, talk- you're talking about the guys with, like, the, like the, the earring and... They 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 look a lot like BTS the Korean sure. boy band. I don't know. I don't know. I just saw like somebody making fun of it, and I was like, oh, there it is. But it's like a TikTok trend, I guess. And it's like, like she, dudes were like they they lick their lips, bite and their shit, lips, like, and yeah. shit. Yeah, and she's like doing. It. I'm like, what are you doing? And then she's like saying things, and I'm just like, do not say that. Why? I'm like, because you don't know the cultural history of what you're saying. Don't say it. 
like I'm just like oh god. Like I, what? I, I, like like uh, for example, she's always so she's never said it ever. But then one day she's like, "What's up, bruh? What's up, bruh?" I'm like, "Do not say that. Do not say that. Why? It's annoying." <laughs> like don't say that like why not bruh i'm like oh my god you can't even spell bruh what are you talking about <laughs> like focus on one thing at a time here oh god i mean dude look i was i was the people she is friends with in middle school mm-hmm. i was not a good kid the first time i ever fucking spoke weed was like the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade that is a child that is a fucking child jake Trying fucking marijuana. <laughs> right? That is a child. And so, to me, when I'm a kid, I'm like, fuck, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, fucking system, fuck parents. I do what I want. Right? Mm-hmm. But there was all that trauma leading me to that, right? I can see a path of, I've lived a path of childhood trauma that made to poor choices. Mm-hmm. And influences and bad circles. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the friends I got into dumb shit with are Jesse and I did some dumb shit, but he's like my best friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I, there's a, there was a conscious decision to change and I, it was maybe too late. Right. And I say that because I'm 35 years old, still going to college and I don't know, just the statistics and everything that like the system and everything that she has been through is against her. And I, and I know better. So it's my responsibility to help right aside from me being her dad right yeah i'm her fucking dad obviously that's my responsibility but i mean i i don't know you look at you look at parents and so many times parents that i see just want to be bruhs bruh right they just want to be friends with their fucking kids they want to dress like their fucking kids (laughs) it's true you're not wrong it's true (laughs) you're not wrong it's like i am your fucking dad first and i'll be your best friend second Mm-hmm. I will always be there. I'll back you. I'll I'll support you. I'll protect you. We always say she always says Sasquatch is my daddy and he's got to protect me. It's a inside joke. Okay. <laughs> um and I always say, "Hey, Sasquatch is your daddy." And she's like, "And he's got to protect me." And I'm like, "All right." Th- th- when we were talking about that kid saying that mm-hmm. he's going to fucking kill her. <laughs> but but aside from like just being a dad, like I I do want her to see like she can come talk to me. But you know she's like you guys I can't talk to you guys about like all that shit. And it's like that's fine, dude. Like don't talk to us. But your friends are dumb. <laughs> like it's just like oh I have no answer. Anyways, I just wanted to update you on your. Well, dang, your little shy shy. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I just kids are way different these days. I mean, I, mean I, don't know, I don't know if they're different, but they definitely have access to different stuff Fuck than yeah. we did. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the kids yeah. are just definitely as dumb. But oh, it's yes. Like, but yes. we, didn't ha- like, we didn't have access and to, maybe that's to, it. The, to that stuff to be like to have our dumb little brains and our at, and, and no ability to understand consequences. Yes. Yes. I uh, being I, I don't know, like being able to be amplified to the level that it can these, be these apps yeah are allowing them to yeah be. so oof, man dude <laughs> it's just i can't i can't get over like the stuff i've watched with predators yeah and to you allow just, you to get allow, down predatorial no, rabbit like to, holes? to allow your well kind of <laughs> okay. but to allow your like 
sex trafficking is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. And like internet creeps are a real thing. For sure. And I don't understand like how you as a parent think that it's okay for your kid to have Snapchat. Right, right. I don't think or it's like okay. Instagram. Right. Like the amount of when you like read about those sting operations that mm. police office like police departments and stuff do mm-hmm. like they pose as like 12 11 12 year old kids yeah. and perverts from like all age groups are yeah. like sending them shit and it's just and, like what are you doing allowing your kid on snapchat i and can't when those get articles, over that and when those articles come out it's like you know police bust like like a uh, uh, predatory, you know, predators online. It's never one picture of one person. There were at least like twelve people mm-hmm. from one operation. You're yeah. like, holy shit, dude! It's bad out there. Yeah, which is how I don't understand how you let your kid, yeah, have that app. Yeah, and and kind of like our, you know, just being from going through the trauma I did as a kid. I very much identify with the idea of having to grow up faster than like typical kids right Mm -hmm. like i don't really think i've ever talked about this on here but when i was like 10 9 my dad went to prison for any sense for like nine years and that immediately thrusts you into one like dysregulation Mm -hmm. your whole life but two there's there's literally like you you can't like when something like that happens, it just forces you out of childhood. It just does. Like you're still wanting to, you're still juvenile. You still have a dumb kid brain, but now, like, and now you're trying to like process adult shit. Mm-hmm. But also, like the fact that you have to like now navigate through your normal life and relationships and dynamics with this trauma weighing on you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, I get it and I fear it, right? Because I see it yeah. and. Honestly, like I've just, I'm, I, it's, I'm being protective. Like, you yeah. know, I don't think I'm being overprotective, but I get it. Like, that's why, no, you don't get a cell phone. No, you don't have just un, un, what is the term I'm looking for? Unmonitored, mm-hmm. like, internet time. Fuck that. Like, the beauty of technology is anything she does on that tablet, bing, I got eyes on it. I do. Because it's not that I don't trust her, but again, I do trust her. She's very naive in a lot of things, and it's it's a it's a it's a great thing about her. And that's what I was getting at as far as like being forced to grow up, the trauma and stuff that I that I had to go through that forces you to grow up. That's what I was getting at. It's like there are a lot of there's a lot that she you know in her past that kind of forced her to grow up. But it's like now that you can settle in a home and have parents, and you've moved up here in Washington, like let's focus on being a kid. Like we are we are twelve, we're not thirteen yet. So let's live in twelve for a little bit, and then all of this outside shit just. That's, that's adult shit for pea brain children. You know what I mean? Coming into the her realm and I don't know, Jake. Being a parent's fucking fun, dude. <laughs> oh, Boy. it's fun, dude. I mean, Boy. it is fun because I will. I was thinking about this a lot today. I think Jen and I are constantly like, "What do you think about this? What do you think about that? How about this approach? What if we change this?" Being a parent has changed who I am and how I think so much. And it's 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 one thing that I thought about, like, 
you know, I always thought I was reading that book that I, I've been talking about because I'm still not done with it, but uh, the growth mindset one. Mm. And they're talking about like getting into education and how one teacher got into education because she loved learning because she was consistently learning from her students. And that really resonated with me in parenthood. Becoming a parent, I've always wanted to, I've always said I love education, I love learning. How fun would it be to be a teacher so that you could always learn from students, right? I, I always say if I could get paid to go to school forever, I would do it because I love it. I have found that in parenthood. Like every day, okay, what are we dealing with today? Oh, I guess we're dealing with a dick pic and fucking death threats. <laughs> I mean, I wish the challenges were a little less severe, right? but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there God. is that, like there is a challenge every day of like, okay, not only uh, like, do you have to shape this person into a decent person and like a respectable person of society, but also what does that do to you as the teacher? Yeah. I don't know. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Man. Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> an island boy. Just trying to make it. I'll fly it to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. God, okay. Man. Anyways, that's my update. That's what I'm going. That's what's going on. That was kind of a long update. Sorry about that. All good. I can't wait till you're here, dude. I can't wait. Till what? I can't wait till you're here. What do you mean? As, as, as a father of a 12-year-old. Oh, God. Because right now it's 2021. What yeah. year and what does technology look like then, dude? It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope, dude. Boy. So, should I bring out the leather book? The leather book? You wanted to talk about, last time, the Republican Party. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just... I mean, I, I had my whole I had my whole rant... I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, my rant's coming again. But go. you ended so beautifully last episode. I did. No, no, no. I'm not mad about how we ended. Okay, it, it was the perfect way to end it. I listened back to it. And I was like, yeah, that was, that was the right call. I told you. Right I told you. Uh, no, it's just... So, I think what it... You constantly hear from the... The Trump side of the Republican Party. Okay. Because, I mean... I've said on here, like, the Republican Party is Trump now. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And as we know, a party is not an ideology. It's a it's an institution, mm -hmm. really, especially in the United States. It is an institution. Okay. And it, it has candidates that, you know, the, the, the ideology that it represents is going to change. Okay. Like the aggregate ideology, right? right. There's, there's obviously, there's a spectrum of where people believe. But, I mean... The aggregate conservative, like it, it has been the Republican Party for a long time has been known as like the conservative party of mm -hmm. the, of of America. But I hear from that side across the political beliefs within the Republican Party, especially more on like the people who would, would align with whatever Trump is. Mm -hmm. That this country has moved to the right. I mean, this country has moved left. Right. They constantly like our country has moved left. Mm -hmm. We were like we were, we've always been a center right country. Now we just keep moving towards social socialism. We're left. We're moving left. Right. To which I'm like, 
on what metrics, yeah. right? Like we have the lowest corporate tax rate in the developed world. We have the least amount of social networks. We have the least unionized unionization in our workforce. We like, talked about healthcare with Taryn. Yeah, we have really <laughs> low. I mean, our, I mean, our immigration is kind of all, fluctuates all over the place, right? Like we're, we're as we don't have you know like we have a abortion protection but it wasn't until 2013 that we even allowed gay marriage yeah. i mean it's just like there is so allowed allowed it <laughs> right like how crazy is that that yeah. it wasn't constitu- it wasn't constitutionally protected until 2013 Jeez. right so it's not really like this is a a it's not left right it's not yeah. moving left right but i would argue that it this country hasn't moved it's just the people mm. who are saying that this country's moving left are louder. They're moving. They're moving oh. more right. Okay. So to them, from their perspective, yeah, it's moving left, but it's just because they're going they're, in the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. The what is the median, like kind of aggregate ideology right, for right. the whole country is getting further away from their ideology, oh. but it's because they're moving in reverse. I like that visual. Very good. If, if you want to th- think about yeah. it that way, it's not like it's they're staying place put and it's moving away from them. It's they're moving <laughs> Yeah, they're, backwards. they're backing up and they're like, hey, you guys are going further left. It's like, we're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's that's just, great. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of how I was thinking about it because when you, you look at traditional... Like, what has been more classic Republican? Do you have that quote? Yeah, I've got it. Also, All right. um, let me see if I can pull it yep. up. So, like, it's weird. We just had a whole conversation about this. It's been paused <laughs> about something completely, completely different. different. So, I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna get uh, get, back get back into this. Flow. All right. So, like, we're we're uh, the country's hasn't moved left, and I want to say this because. The reason why I feel comfortable saying this is because one, we just talked like kind of like the rough metrics about. Right of what that social looks like. and economy mm-hmm. like where we haven't we're oh. so far behind left countries right like yes. even the the conservative party in England would be considered left of our Democrats like oh, it's okay. just like we're mm. we're we're mm-hmm. not a liberal country right? right I mean we're not like we're not, we're not progressive right um so what I think has happened is that we have Republican talking heads we have we have, we have this like underground Republican media, which has really started with the Glenn Becks and the Bill O'Reilly's, the Rush Limbaugh's, the Mark Levin's. You say underground? It started kind of underground. Oh, okay. I would say that the... It's now mainstream okay, Republican. Okay. Yes. Um, and now the underground stuff, the Ben Shapiro's. Dude, the fucking band. See Bannon. Yeah. Those yeah. guys are nuts now. Yeah. But eventually you wonder, like, when does that become mainstream? Mm, I get what you're saying. Okay. Uh, but... I mean the Glenn the Glenn Beck's the yes. like the stuff that didn't exist on like the main airways. Right. That was all back radio in the, and Yeah. So yeah. that stuff like has but eventually has leached into the psyche of I think a lot of those voters. Mm-hmm. And they have convinced the popu- they've convinced the, the voting bloc, the base of Republican voters that it has moved left. But really what I think it is is that they've convinced the voters to believe in stuff that they don't really even, I don't even know if they would necessarily even believe in right. because they have, they have, you have people having beliefs about immigration who know, no know nothing about immigration, have never nothing. met, That's have never met say. immigrants, have never taught, have never been to the border, have never been negatively or positively affected right. by immigrants because they've never had them in their lives. Mm-hmm. So, but they have such staunch 
beliefs Opinions. about it, oh, right? Beliefs, we, yeah. we have to cut beliefs, off him. Yeah. And then they want that enacted in policy of we need to build a wall. Mm-hmm. Like an actual wall, an actual fucking wall. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm like, but it's like, where did this come from? Because the people they hold up as like the forebears of yes. Republicanism, they didn't believe these people didn't believe half of the shit no. that is being said. It is, is, is um traditional Republican. Right. So a little before you get into this, you you read this to me. It's beautifully written slash said, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, Can you guess who which president said that? And I mean, I'm kind of naive anyways as it when it comes to like the history of the presidents and all of that and, and politics in general. And I was kind of scared to guess. I was like, I don't know. And when I guessed, I guessed all Democrats. Mm-hmm. Which you were like, oh, that's interesting. Um, which it is interesting when you when you hear what you're about to read. Well, because it makes sense, right? In today, in the scope of today's politics, with how left this concept is. Yeah, right. So I'm not going to say who it is until I'm done. I want the listeners to be thinking, but be thinking as you're listening to this. I'm gonna have to go back and cut it because I said it, but I will cut it. Did you say it? Yes, but I'll cut it because it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Here's the quote. Um, Now, tomorrow is a special day for me. And since this is the last speech that I will give as president, I think it's fitting to leave one final thought. An observation about a country which I love. A man wrote and said, a man wrote me and said, you can go to live in France, but you cannot become a Frenchman. You can go live in Germany or Turkey or Japan, but you cannot become a German, a Turk or a Japanese. But anyone from any corner of the earth can come to live in America and become an American. Yes, the torch of Lady Liberty symbolizes our freedom and represents our heritage, the the compact with our parents, our grandparents, and our ancestors. It is that lady who gives us our great and special place in the world, for it's the great life force of each generation of new Americans that guarantees that America's triumph shall continue unsurpassed into the next century and beyond. Other countries may seek to compete with us, but in one vital area, as a beacon of freedom and opportunity that draws the people of the world, no country on earth comes close. This, I believe, is one of the most important sources of Americans' greatness. We lead the world because, unique among nations, we draw our people, our strength, from every country and every corner of the world. And by doing so, we continuously renew and enrich our nation. While other countries cling to the stale past, here in America, we breathe life into dreams. We create the future and the world follows us into tomorrow, thanks to each wave of new arrivals to this land of opportunity. We're a nation forever young, forever bursting with energy and new ideas, and always on the cutting edge, always leading the world to the next frontier. This quality is vital to our future as a nation. If we ever, if ever we closed the door to new Americans, our leadership in the world would soon be lost. So it was interesting because if you had guessed the first person, remember, I remember when yes. I told you this, yeah. if you had guessed, if you went with it, mm-hmm. the first person you said was in your mind, but yes. if you went away from it, you would have been right. Yeah. So that was Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Which when I read that quote, I couldn't believe it. Right. This is. How did you come upon that? Did you Google <sighs> Reagan quotes or. Like how does that happen? I was did I was a, scrolling. Did your classmate tell you to look? 
<laughs> I no, I uh, I I from time to time I search I just search presidential quotes. Mm, okay. Um, I was my you know, my I have family members that that watch Fox News, so mm. I had heard something about like I, I you you hear Reagan thrown around like he's some god. Yes, and they were talking about immigration and, god and, and Reagan and stuff like that. So I'm like. Like, what did Reagan say on immigration? I don't mm-hmm. really know. I know how Reagan, every all Reagan quotes are always something anti-Soviet. So it's just right. like, I wanted to know what were his, like, how did he feel about domestic policy? We draw our strength from every corner of the world. I wrote that down as you were reading it again. Like, that is, that is, that is revealing. That is... I don't know. There's just something when I remember the first time you read it to me last week, it was just like, you know what it honestly did is it it gave me a feeling of hope. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the intention of the speech, right? As his, as his last one, but it genuinely was like, it reminded me like, I don't know, not everyone and regardless of who said it right. But when you think about the sentiment, when you think about what is being said there, I think that is something that you and I have talked about a lot as far as like, finding value in others and what others contribute not just to society not just to the united states but just to humanity right Mm -hmm. and that is a recognition right there but like what you're saying is it's a recognition of of how immigration and people from other places improve the quality of america Mm -hmm. and the united states yeah i mean people suck and i'd hate everyone but there is a little bit of like, man, like there are there is good in people. And if we value that good, if we foster that good, it can make us all better. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's what I got from that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's not just Reagan. We had and if you any anybody who's listening, who has listened to an episode of TTR in our intro is yeah. a cut of a bunch of presidents. Mm-hmm. And one of the presidents, George H.W. Bush, mm-hmm. says in that he goes, I see a. I see a world of open borders, open trade, and open, and most importantly, open minds. Yeah, like these are all these most aren't these aren't just cor- these aren't just cornerstone Republican ideas. These were shared amongst Americans. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a republic. These weren't just Republican ideals or Republican values th- that, and the Democrats are somehow opposed to them during the times that right. Reagan was president and George H. W. Bush were president. This was like stuff that both parties just unanimously agreed upon, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden now one party is saying no, and we're moving left, which is supposed to be scary, but really we're not. I mean, as I said, we're not moving left. Under no real metric are we moving left. Right. You said something there that kind of I wrote down real quick, but there's there was there's you know these were all things that we unanimously agreed upon. What is an example of that today? There's so much contention and argument and filibusters and holding shit up. You had the president mm-hmm. started at. An insane number for infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Whittle that down by the time all the negotiations took place. Mm-hmm. Got it down to a shell of what they originally were like. Or, the original Do you know the original number? I can't remember, but it got down to like 55 something billion. Okay. Yeah. Which is 
it was a lot. It was like less than half of what initially was right. going to be passed. I think, um, and so shame on me for not knowing. That's all good. But it's, I mean, it they significantly cut a lot out of the initial proposal to get it passed through Congress, mm -hmm. which is what is supposed to happen, right? You're supposed to work with other elected officials and you're supposed to come to a bipartisan agreement. Mm -hmm. I think that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I like that it was passed in such a way. Mm -hmm. That's one, it's stable and it's not necessarily as easy to just undo it the next time the, 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 the winds of change sweep through Washington and a new party yes. takes control. This has bipartisan support. It's on it as Manchin said, which I mean, kind of screw Joe Manchin, but he said like bipartisan stuff that's passed by bi. It doesn't make this, this statement wrong, but he said stuff passed in a bipartisan manner is lasting. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, but all of that just to get thirteen. They got th thirteen Republicans. Mm -hmm. Thirteen out of two hundred and something. Yeah, Republicans. 13 only voted for this bill mm -hmm. an infrastructure bill that is greatly needed mm -hmm. and one that they would have su they supported under the last president yeah the last president ran on infrastructure yeah as part of his one of his party promises never passed it but consistently um talked about trying to get legislation passed on infrastructure there was lots of talk and nothing ever happened on it because he was too preoccupied with other shit but the but Republicans were consistently in favor of passing a infrastructure bill when Trump was president. But all of a sudden now a bipartisanly a bipartisan watered down infrastructure bill wasn't is now all of a sudden, as Marjorie Taylor Greene says it, a push towards communism. Those are just dog whistles and and, you know, triggers of i know and you can't really use Marjorie. i mean i'm not going to say marjorie taylor green is a flag bearer for the right, republicans in the house sure. or but she's or, there or does she speak for them but the fact but the numbers speak for themselves 13 republicans yeah, yeah. so even if the other 190 of them aren't marjorie taylor green they still didn't vote for a bipartisan infrastructure bill that they would have that they would have passed for Trump. Yeah. And that just shows that gets to your point of what is unanimously <laughs> agreed upon in this country anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't even vote to fix our roads and our bridges. Uh, did you see what I posted from Bernie the other day? Yeah. About <laughs> give me a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with the parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's I think that's kind of the reaction that you know give give me a break like you guys are the you're talking about infrastructure this is your republican president talking about infrastructure he doesn't get it done but when the democratic president negotiates and and concedes right to get it done now it's communism the quote was uh jim jordan at post of the republican party is the party of the parents and Bernie said, not one member of the GOP voted for the expanded child tax credit. Not one of you is prepared to pay or to support paid family medical leave. Party of the parents, give me a break. But again, 13 people, right? Um, and one thing I was thinking about Trump and, and, and you know, who knows? You, you mentioned some other things that prevented the um, infrastructure bill from, like, getting moving forward right mm -hmm. but i also think about his negotiation tactics this is it this is the price or not at all 
That's how he negotiates. Mm-hmm. Where, as you mentioned, Biden started up here and said, "Is that too high? Okay, what do you, what do you what do you want to do? Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's work through it." Mm-hmm. That's fucking communism, I guess. And the, the the people who are just as mad as the Republicans are that I passed are the progressives, the supposed communists, right, right. are not happy about this bill. Right. Multiple times they stalled the voting of it on the House floor because they were, the progressive caucus walked off and refused yeah. to vote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so w- one thing I was thinking about, so like we're talking about the Republican Party, but there were some things that kind of came up in this article that I read, how Biden hopes to save his party. Um, I didn't get too far because I was like cramming. <laughs> For this episode, but um, so in it in, early in the um, uh, article, there's the McAlfey. How do you say that? Mc. Let me say it. McAuliffe. McAuliffe. Yeah. Talk, um, uh, you're talking about the uh, the incumbent. Yeah. Uh, governor from yes. Virginia. Yeah. Um, losing right. Terry McAuliffe. Yeah. yeah, he lost. So right there. So. I mean, there's like there's some words in here about like not taking blame and blah, 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 blah. But then the article talks about how it's on Biden to. Regardless of how many Democrats lose, it's still on Biden to kind of fix the image or the progress of the party, whatever. Right. Okay. What bothered me was that um, Kate Bedingfield, the White House's communication director, says the results. So the result of that mm-hmm. um, loss Send a message that voters want to see action in Congress. They're tired of lengthy process. They want to see their government deliver for them. And that was a very clear message sent in time. uh, The time for negotiating is over and we need to get things done. I think that's a way of. Yes. That was a way of whipping the Democrats yes because the infrastructure bill was passed shortly after the results yes it's language for yeah. pressure that's yeah. what I wrote right mm-hmm. there right but regardless it's like I mean <sighs> because the because the history of Virginia gubernatorial races yeah I don't know if you've if you've read much about it. I'm pretty well versed in it. Okay. <laughs> I'm only I'm, I'm only kidding. recently versed in it because I read about right, it. Right, right, right. Because it now just recently became a thing. Uh, they them in New for whatever reason Virginia and New Jersey run their governor races the year after like on not even on a midterm but like on an off year the year after presidential elections. Interesting. Okay. The party in power, so the party that wins the White House. Mm-hmm has only one time in the last hundred years won the Virginia governor's oh, race. Oh, interesting. So they're constantly flip for okay. whatever reason, okay. they constantly flip. And here's my, here's my, uh, I don't want to get you too far off this, but no, here's no, no, my, go for it. here's my theory on that is that historically Democrats are low turnout in midterm elections. Yes. Now you give it an all completely off your election where the governor race is the only thing on the ticket and you have one side who was a little apathetic after Biden winning. Yeah. They've kind of taken a collective breath and the, the enthusiasm, even like even the 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 the, the, the ground workers for for Democrats mm-hmm. said like there just wasn't a lot of enthusiasm to get back out to the polls. Right. Because of how lengthy and just consuming the last election was. Whereas it's the like lo- hangover, right? Whereas the losers right. The Republicans are mad, they're yep. angry, and they're energized, mm-hmm. and they basically want a low turnout election. Right. That's so I don't really think there is much to take from the... Na- I don't know if you how many conclusions you can really draw 
to the national mm-hmm. election from Virginia. Oh, okay. You were saying yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just my point is, is the, the dog whistling and the language yeah. and, you know, I understand the purpose, but, and this is, this is, this is strategic communication. For sure. I mean, they, they, the Virginia, the Virginia outcome scared the the progressives into voting for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's right on. I mean, that's that's what it. That's what it. I mean, that's what it does. Right. Pelosi had her whips out. The last week, going from Democratic senator to Democratic senator, and whipped in like trying to get like trying to drum up votes. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I don't. Biden is in a he's in a predicament. Yeah. Like I, I don't. It's too it's too early to say what's going to happen in the midterms next year. Yeah. Uh, McConnell just came out and said that uh, he has a good feeling that it'll be a Republican like mm-hmm. Republicans will mm-hmm. retake the House. Um, I mean, if you look at the McAuliffe was a really like just a poor candidate. Mm-hmm. He was just he was not energized. He didn't have a good ground game. He didn't really say any. He didn't really have a vision. Like mm-hmm. he had a really poor. This is a poor campaign. Right. The the one the thing I can like say the most like it was very it was a very Mitt Romney esque campaign. Mm. And if you remember Mitt Romney from two thousand two, it's just very lackluster. Right. Or or even um how uh, even a Hillary Clinton style style campaign, just not a likable, just not really a likable person, and mm-hmm. was running a boring campaign. What what makes it one not boring and two likable? Yeah, I. Don't, well, what what made Hillary Clinton unlikable? She wasn't very particularly approachable. Okay. She was a policy wonk. Mm-hmm. Where, and this is this is not this is really unfortunate for mm-hmm. her because gender comes into this. Yeah. But, she, I've have you watched the Hillary Clinton uh, documentary? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's really good. Okay. And some of and Kylie was she a part of it. She was not. No. Oh, okay. But it was. So like they interviewed some of her aides and her political advisors mm-hmm. and Kylie, like Kylie was the one that like got me on this. Right. Is that Hillary Clinton is so smart. Mm-hmm. And so when she's asked a question about policy, she is such a expert ah, on policy gotcha. that she wants to get into the weeds of policy and yes. explain to everybody who is listening at town halls about how this policy is going to work, how you're going to pass it, what are the ram- the long-term and short-term ramifications, how this policy is going to affect this policy that's already in place, and how you can bring everything together and make it all work. And yeah, Bernie Sanders out there saying, free college. Yeah. Or you've got Glenn Youngkin, who was running against Terry McAuliffe, mm-hmm. saying critical race theory, oh, just yeah. using buzzwords, buzzwords, constantly buzzwords. And So are buzzwords what lead to success? I and think I excitement. think I think what is the ability and even Al Gore pointed to this. He goes, the reason why I lost to George W. Bush wasn't because George W. Bush ran a smarter campaign than me, is that he was able to articulate a vision for the country for the lame for like the layman to understand. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Republicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Right. Um, but I mean, what was hope and change? Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's, I don't know if it's necessarily the words, but it's words that are resonating, mm-hmm. right? Um, Make America great yes, again. Yes, I was gonna say it. Make America great again, right? Um, and what was Biden's? Build back better. Build back better, right? Which, I love it. 
when you're talking right. about Hillary Clinton getting into like the nuance and like all that, I'm like, I want to go to that. I want to hear her say all that. She shit. Was, she should have been president. I want to hear her say all those and describe all that stuff. She should have been president. Yeah, we'd probably be a lot better off if she were president. Yeah, because I guarantee you, Hillary Clinton would be a lot better at getting Congress to do shit than Biden is. Right. Personally. Yeah. I. She just. Yeah, Biden has been on the Hill for such a long time, mm-hmm. but damn, the Clintons were movers and shakers, man. Yeah. They know how to get shit done. Yeah. Well, there's always Chelsea, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. So what, um, what else do you have in your notes? I mean, that's really it. It's just kind of just looking at... Um, uh, you got stuff highlighted there. What do you got? So I like this part. Partial breakthrough came through Friday. House Democrats set aside... and This is from the 11th yesterday? No, that's today. When is this from? I think three days ago. Sure. Three days ago. Something like that. Uh, House Democrats set aside an exhausting um, quarrel and finally passed Biden's $1 trillion plan to upgrade the nation's aging networks of ports, roads, and public transit system. The more ambitious piece of the agenda, however, remains undone. A bill that would spend nearly twice as much to expand social safety net and combat climate change. Biden believes the, measures, the measure will become law, he said at a news conference yesterday morning. What gives you the confidence, a reporter asked? Me. The president said, I adore that sweet old man. <laughs> but dude, the, um, the article starts with like, yeah, after the election, him, the election's happening overseas. And I just want to just, this is the only thing that I have left to say. And then you can either end it or just say rip city, baby. <laughs> but uh, they're talking about him flying from overseas during the election results. As they're coming in, he lands at two in the morning He's getting off the plane. Reporters are rushing him. What are your initial reactions to this election? And he doesn't say a word. And he just gets in his, you know, and just goes back to the White House. That sounds fucking exhausting as a 35-year-old man. 70s, however. And, like, you and I have talked about before, like, just the toll of that job. And the responsibility. And the information. And the exposure to shit that we couldn't even fathom of what is really happening. And, you know, I'm, I'm maybe it's ageist, right? Saying it's because he's 72 year old, because I think even as a 35 year old, it's just exhausting to even consider or think about. Um, and then, and then to come to a place where, I mean, I don't think, I don't think he's malintended at all. He wants to get this infrastructure built. You know, he wanted to get it done. he, negotiated it and and found ways to work both sides on top of everything i just fucking said <laughs> yeah he had just got back from that climate change yeah. summit it's um, exhausting where it's he was exhausting. getting yelled at by international climate change <laughs> activists mm-hmm. oh man you can't you can't win with that job man no, it is a thankless not. thankless job yeah um he's I mean, I dude, I don't know. I I I like I like him. I like his presidency so far. Mm-hmm. I I have applauded quietly applauded his his ability to ignore the easy temptation to un to 
undo the filibuster mm-hmm. to change yes. the Senate, like to change the Senate rules to be able to force stuff through. Yeah. And has been sticking to his ideology of process of, yeah, of process and yeah. cooperation and bipartisanship. Yeah. Regardless of he's already being, I mean, he has been painted as the dictator by the right. And they already believe that he's <laughs> all of these things and his own party hates him because he's refusing to, do the things that he's already being accused of by his opposition. Right. And he's sticking to his guns. Yeah. I, I will, dude, I'll give him, I'll give him that. Like, that's really, that's awesome. That just shows the level of human being he is. Mm -hmm. But dude, it's going to be to his detriment. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. It's like he is, but that's exactly what we need. We don't need an extreme swing left. He's no, prevented that extreme swing left. For now. For now. But that's still better, right? Because we we had a fucking psychopath. Uh, also, I wanted to give you the opportunity real quick for on this platform to thank Donald Trump for his presidency. <laughs> huh? Uh, anyways, but like that was a hard swing into like crazy land. Mm-hmm. Like and encouraging it. Encouraging that shit. If you're Donald Trump and you're president now or in three years, oh, I can't wait to watch you try to fucking juggle anti-vaxxers in your campaign. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell everybody there's no way he wins without pushing people getting vaccinated. Well, maybe. But still, he's got to do it. He got booed already. Like, it's just, it's just, it's going to be a slaughter. But I do think, back to what I was saying, is that you had that pendulum swing so far one side, and it's like, here it comes. Like, it's going to go hard and fast. And he's like, hold up. Let's just get back to the way we need to, the process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Traditional process. Mm-hmm. And it's boring, and it's not flashy, and it's not zing, zang, zoom, you know, all these glitter words or whatever the fuck. It's it's how we operate. It's how we move things. Like you said, I really, I mean, you just quoted that guy. Uh, what's his name? And you, you were like, fuck him. But uh, it's true. Like, things that go through these processes and through these negotiations. Oh, Joe Manchin. Yeah, they last. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Joe Manchin is the senator from West Virginia. That's right. He's the main reason why shit isn't getting passed in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Him and Kristen Cinema. I mean, it's, dude, it's super frustrating. You've got Joe Manchin talking about how um, he's talking about millionaire, like, millionaires and like all of this stuff and he's holding up he's hold he was holding up the infrastructure bill he's holding up the child tax credit he's holding up all of these things climate change stuff yeah. stuff that is like legitimately affecting the majority of his constituents mm-hmm. he's the he is the senator of a state that has no billionaires has one of the lowest poverty has one of the highest poverty ratings right of any state in the country. And that dude was giving lectures to his constituents from his yacht and driving his moder- and from driving his Maserati. How does a US senator <clears throat> afford to drive a Maserati and have his own personal yacht? Well, I'll tell you, it's definitely not through like corruption or being bought. It can- well, it's definitely not his Senate salary. <laughs> It hasn't. Yeah, it can't have anything to do with lobbyists, right? 
because uh, that doesn't happen, and it's just believe in the institutions and the and the do-gooders and the altruistic people that we elect into our s- roles. Yeah, I <sighs> politics has been bad. Like it's just been, and this is why I avoided it <sighs> for so long because it's gross and nasty. And you want to have hope? Well, let me just <sighs> take a dump on it. Dude, I Ted Cruz is on about Big Bird. Dude, don't even get me started on that. I was fucking ranting on that. Time out. You guys are shitting on us for maybe being a little hesitant, maybe even canceling Dr. Seuss' racist-ass pictures and his books and shit. Not completely canceling him. Just saying, maybe we don't look at those books. Maybe we don't read those racist-ass books. Everyone agree? Not us. Why? Because that's communist and you guys are ruining my childhood. Okay, fine. Whatever. And then... You guys are living in the past. You know how long ago that was? You're not you're going to fucking still hold a dead guy accountable for the shit he said then? Okay, Jesus Christ. Relax, dude. And now in 1973, Big Bird said get vaccinated and you fuckers want to cancel him? It's the same goddamn story. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> I stupid. I didn't think dude. about it from them from that, but it's just like how on earth is that government like how on that is that government propaganda? It's emotionally triggering. That's all it is. Appealing to the emotion. Yeah. It's exactly. fucking stupid. Exactly what it is. I mean, it's that's literally culture. It's what culture war. Culture war, exactly. Yeah. And and dude, he said something and got corrected on Fox the other day, and then he reposted the clip and cut out the correction. Uh old house uh majority uh house speaker, speaker of the house. Mm-hmm. Shit, I can't talk. House, the Speaker of the House, John yeah. Boehner, Republican, yes. yeah, said, literally said that Ted Cruz is devil in the is the devil in the flesh, and like he is the Antichrist. No way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, in somebody else, he's some, a fucking moron. Somebody dude. else said it might have been Boehner too, but there was another. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Even Lindsey Graham said this years ago, years ago, oh, before okay. Lindsey Graham, before, okay. Okay. before Lindsey Graham became Lindsey Graham. Yeah. He said, Ted Cruz is so unlikable, someone could kill him on the Senate floor and nobody would care. He said that? Yeah. I think that's still true, dude. Yeah. I don't think people like Ted Cruz. No. I think he says shit. He's the dude who's desperately trying to get liked. You know who he is? Who? He's the dude running around say, hey, check out this picture I took. Exactly. also jared dudley bye bye say what you mean